welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com, episode 252. We're going to talk about Impact Wrestling and AEW Dynamite, and since we're live on Facebook, probably going to interact with the people who are watching us, but before we get to all of that... My name is John, and joining me, as she does every week, is the Stevie Ray to my big T, Marianne. And this is the part where you tell me who that is. So Stevie Ray is, uh, you know, from Harlem Heat, Booker T's brother, and Big T. I was, was wondering that if there was big, a relation. Big T was um, in a tag team with Stevie Ray. They were a part of Harlem Heat 2000, and I believe uh, Big T was uh, Ahmed Johnson, who I think you may have, we might have watched a match of his before, but I'm not sure. Marianne, texting away. I'm texting Tim Donst. Oh my God. (laughs) Texting everybody. No, I'm texting him first. Oh, He's not going to answer. He's going to get back to me six months from now. I'm just like, go on the stream. He's honest to God. Like he's the fucking worst. He's he answers better on out. on Facebook, but even then, he's terrible. He doesn't. He doesn't like. You'll say something to inspire a conversation that he started, right. and then he'll just keep answering with. He'll just be like, "Oh, how was your Thanksgiving?" And I'm like, "Can you just continue the conversation where it went off? I had an important question to ask you, but whatever." So D- Dan in chat says, "Big T beat Booker <laughs> T in a match," and I think this is actually true. <laughs> what? Um, I feel like I remember that. Was that that's not when he became GI Bro again, was it? Man, WCW. Yeah, GI Bro. That was uh one of Booker T's gimmicks. Um, yep, that's what happened. It was it was a thing that happened. All right, Marianne, how are you? I'm how are you good. Doing? How's the stream going for you? Um, it's um fine. I'm still very nervous. Uh if you notice me like poking at the, I'm, I'll forget that people are watching me. So I don't know. Uh, today was, today was okay. I just work was a little bit slow, but um, my brother got uh, cyberpunk. Have you played it yet? Uh, yes, I have played cyberpunk. And now that I am watching the board, it doesn't seem to be picking up any of your uh, vocals. Wait, they're saying that they can't hear me. No, I, I, I am recording this separately, and it's not picking up your vocals, and I don't know why that is. Hmm. You guys. My goodness. What Does a... this stay saved? Uh, yeah, I can. After I can we're recording probably... it, you could just yeah, post can... this as an episode instead. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can figure it out. I'll okay. figure it out. Smart John is smart. Why is it not recording? That doesn't make any sense to me. That makes me upset right now in this place where I currently am. I can definitely hear Marianne. Dad, that, that is good a good sign. I know everyone can hear. Can I talk from back here, Dan? I mean, you're actually you still, are you screaming at the microphone? Is that No. Why? Oh, this is just normal Marianne voice? My normal Marianne voice is uh, a staged voice. <laughs> That's how I always Fair. talk. Fair. But Shit. move back, move back up. You're fine. Wow, I don't know why it's yeah, not picking yeah. it up. I guess I should just stop recording because this makes no sense now. <laughs> <laughs> and we've stopped recording. 
Why is it doing that? I I swear this I looked at it. This is delightfully awkward. I love it. I, it's fine. I swear it's I looked at it far. and it was picking up your voice. And now all of a sudden it's like, now nah, we're good. Um. Anyway, okay. Um. You're doing good. Everything's peachy and such. Yep. I've uh, finished kind of um getting uh Christmas presents for everyone. I still have my nephew left, but there's a uh. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure original PlayStation 1 game on Etsy for sale that I might get him because he likes to troll me with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which I can't stand. It's on Etsy? Yes, somebody's selling it on Etsy. Weird. Yeah, people sell all sorts of weird shit. I think that's where I got all of my Christmas presents from Etsy, except for a D&D dice scroll like roller thing for my brother. Nice. But yeah. Nice. Uh, trying to think of anything of note that has uh, happened since we last recorded because I feel like was this past weekend GCW? I can't even remember. Yes, it was. So I interviewed uh, Chris Dickinson and I interviewed uh, Blake Christian and I interviewed uh, Juicy and it was a lot of fun. They were all super cool. Chris Can we Dickinson. talk about how hype Chris Dickinson is? He was great. He I, was my so great. My favorite part was when he um, shouted back to his dad to get his uh, <laughs> comments on the um, on the Universal DH. It was so good. I loved oh, it. It was so funny. Oh, my fiance recently picked up some Sound of Music commemorative plates from commemorative plates from wow, like you OG original? all sorts of crazy shit from Etsy. Etsy who knew? That's where I got my um my big bamboo Holland Oats shirt, the one I got for Mandrews. Oh, I nice. should have gotten two of those because you can't get them anymore. Mm. It's like a copyright thing; that. you can't get it. Yeah, oh, he weird. better. I know, I know, he does because he's posted himself wearing it on multiple occasions <laughs> on Instagram, and I'm like, and people are like, "Your shirt's really cool," and I go, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right, so um, let's talk about impact uh weirdly watched it well not weirdly we all know why we watched impact this week uh because we wanted to see what kenny omega had to say and um smart move on their part they put it at the end of the show i mean everyone can you know complain that it was the last thing that happened but they did it for a reason they did it for a reason i also thought throughout the broadcast i thought josh matthews um and madison rain did a good job Basically being like, hey, we all know you're uh, most of you only here for one thing. But if you're going to stick around, we might as well explain all of our storylines that we have um, going on right now. And I've disappeared from the broadcast. You have? I'm back. <laughs> this is rough. Um, I'm going to hold my phone like this so I'm, I can, I'm not looking down the whole what, time. Whatever. We all know what you're doing. and We can all hear you typing. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Um so we open the show with a match between Josh Alexander and Chris Sabin. Um my audio went Mr. Roboto for a second. Well, it's going to be a whole thing everybody. Clearly this is the test run. Um it's match still was fun. Very, it is. It's still fun. The the match was very good. Uh, I thought it was a very good opening match for them to try and hook people to come 
and watch Impact. And yes, uh, Alex Shelley did come accompany Chris Saban to ringside. You just made the list. He's so beautiful. I can't. I have hear like a con- that, so. I have a constant need to run my hands through his hair, and I've told him this before. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I. Uh, uh. Wow. Sorry, guys. It's gonna okay. happen again because Dustin was on AEW, so. That's true. He was. You just made the list. <laughs> he, he was. Um, I think really, if you're looking at like all of AEW, there's like. I thought the show itself was all right. I thought all the matches were fine, but there's just one thing that I think if we talk about anything, we need to talk about this paid advertisement that featured Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone because I have watched it at least six times since it aired. And it is my favorite thing I think I've ever seen. It is so passive aggressive. It's great. I fucking love it. And then I realized afterwards, I'm like, oh shit, they're both named Tony. It's the passive aggressive Tonys. Like, two, yeah, two Tonys. Two Tonys. Being passive, passive aggressive. It was so good. It was, and that's also the nicest I've ever seen Tony Khan dress. Oh, really? Yes. Normally, you see him in the back, and he's dressed like a poor college student. That is true. That was the. You're right. That is the nicest that he was. He's ever been dressed. And I also just realized. Um, I'm showing everyone on stream. Did you see this, Marianne? Did you see this little fucking thing? Yeah. So this is supposed to go into my computer so I can record the audio that's coming from you. And here it is. I'm holding it in my hand. There it is. Useless. <laughs> so what, when I when I couldn't hear you, that's why I couldn't hear you. Because I had my headphones plugged into my board. It's a whole thing. Whatever. We're just going to go with it. I'll figure it out. He does usually dress like an extra from a 2000 stoner comedy. He does. And he also kind of acts like it whenever we see him backstage. I think this yeah. was the most. How did he act when you met him? He was very quiet and he was very nice. Makes sense. I said, I'm excited for AEW. Thank you for, you know, thanks for the fish or something. I don't know what I said. Um, and he was nice. Uh, you can restart and go with me and Mike and Tough Tom. No, we're not restarting. Two very generic names. They were a tag team. Um, I mean, uh, what else? I thought that, okay, the main event was also very good. I, I know we're kind of jumping around, but there's not, I didn't, you know, this. I don't even know what the main event was. Main event was Moose and Chris oh. Bay versus, oh. I know, I know Moose. Moose and Chris Bay versus uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack. I thought the main event was, was very good. Um, and, I don't know what it is. Like I wa- the last time I watched Impact, there was a Moose Willie Mac match and it was pretty good. It was like a I think it was a false count anywhere match or no DQ match and it was it was good. So, I thought it was bizarre seeing Rich Swan in a match where he didn't look obscenely shorter than everyone else. <laughs> like I'm, well, I'm he- used I'm used to him looking extremely small. He's shorter than me. Oh so short. Short boy. But yeah, that was it was bizarre. And I'm I like seeing Rich Swan. So because he's a fun guy. Yeah. But I don't even know like the main event. It when you're hopping all over the place. It yeah, started it like... started with um Mets man Brian Myers oh, going uh... against the fucking Trumper Dork and uh, TJP. Yeah, I mean that match was was fine uh, despite who was in it. Um despite I'm sorry, one person that was in it. Uh 
we need to there did you hear during that match they did an ad for cameo yes hey get on the cameo it was have you seen these undertaker cameo videos no i refuse to watch them have you heard about them though I have heard about them, and I love that that man has completely ruined any mystique that was around him within the span of like, uh, like five months. If you guys want to know or like have a funny, if you don't want to watch them but you want to hear about how funny they are, uh, tremendously awkward is Dan Barry and Bill Carr's podcast on Spotify, and they talked about it. I was listening to it a few days ago. Fucking hell! And they're both stand-up comedians, so of course it's hilarious. So, like, it, it was so good. I was like, I know I shouldn't bring up Undertaker when John's on the screen, but I had to because it makes him look so bad. So, and we love match, when he looks bad. This match was all right. It just seemed really choreographed. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I, I hate how good TJP is. Like, he's good. He's good. But he's garbage. But you can be good at wrestling. You can also be bad. Yes, All Elite Scooby-Doo. John, one of the cameo buyers demanded that Undertaker call him All Elite Scooby-Doo and then Undertaker congratulates him on his wedding. Fuck, man. And he does it and like, oh my God. They're basically just like taking the Undertaker and just wringing him out. Like they're just trying to get everything out of him and they're just going to throw carcass away. Yeah, you could tell he did them all in one day. Oh, he did. They said he was going (laughs) to... do them uh i think the you can't ignore this Survivor anymore Series. mark <laughs> Fuck. a grand for that shit amazing absolutely amazing what the fuck um man? you you had uh <laughs> i love that this is apparently your first time seeing scott demore i didn't know you you hadn't seen him before but you you started referring to him as the Patton oswald of professional wrestling um and i love what he looks and sounds like a little bit yeah i love Patton. so i mean i like scott too i think he he's a good like how fucking dare you dare you you talk about scott tour that way my god uh what else Uh, oh of course once again we had a great tommy dream segment there was a couple good segments with well he's all he does the best segments i think out of everybody there he even made like the fun fun house of whatever like, <laughs> Tommy bearable. Dreamer the Teenage Witch Tommy Dreamer the Teenage Witch yes he made that like when he was made of magic uh, <laughs> and blatantly blatantly disrespecting the coach of T. respecting Canada. respecting oh, is respecting what respecting my god um so Tommy Dreamer goes up to I believe it's double XL which is the tag team name and uh, Marianne, was there was that's this, his name it's the tag team name. And there was this whole storyline where that guy he was talking to got shot and they were like, who shot this guy? And it turned Did out he it deflate? was No, 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 not. <gasps> they were one of the shooters. So that's why Tommy Dreamer's like, we're going to wrestle a match. And he's like, wait a minute. If I win this match, then I'm absolved of attempted murder. And he goes, yes. Remember when they pushed Mickey James in front of a bus? Or a train. Yeah, she died. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, but Tommy Dreamer can make magic happen. I love Just Tommy Dreamer. Mafia leader Tommy Dreamer. And Did you see... whoever that guy was that looked like Violet Beauregard after she turned into a blueberry. Oh, my God. Um, Chat and Marianne, if Tommy Dreamer said he wants a dream match of sorts to happen between him 
Sting, and Chris Jericho. Would you watch that match? Yes. All right. I think I would too. I, I, because I just want to see who is the daddiest dad of all of them. <laughs> I mean, they, they, a dad is you. <laughs> I think Tommy Dreamer is more like the super cool uncle. There you go. Super cool uncle Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Detective. Detective. He was so large. cool. Did you, did you talk to him when we were at uh, bar wrestling that one time? I didn't know. He was hanging out next to RJ City and it was amazing. I wish I, wish I had. Just two smart mouth people next to each other. It was great. Uh, anything else? During uh, this we need to talk like... about there was two segments where when you're watching it on, was it on Twitch? We were watching on Twitch. Yes, yes. you're watching on Twitch. It shows all of the viewers. When the Cody Diener and Eric Young match happened, it went down literally a thousand viewers oh, in one minute. <laughs> And then, and then Sammy Zayn came out, and it went down even Callahan. more, even faster. Excuse me, Sammy Callahan, even but faster. The but the best part about the Callahan thing is he's like, "I'm the draw. Everyone comes to watch me." <laughs> and you could just watch the number like comedically, like it was a <laughs> fucking Animaniacs cartoon, just like bloop, like drop like five thousand people. And you were like, "I'm the Joker. <laughs> I'm the Joker." Oh, to me, talk. <laughs> Watch me hit people in the face with a baseball bat. Oh, it, it basically, do you, do you remember in, in Wayne's World when uh, he goes, I'm the leprechaun? And he has like the, he's like, no, dude, don't do it. That's what, that's what uh, Sammy Callahan reminds me of when he, he does promos now. Remember when I was in Switchblade Conspiracy? Oh my God! That was so long ago. <laughs> I know. Holy hell! Um, and then we ended the show with the with the Omega interview. Josh Matthews interviewing Kenny Omega and Don Callis. Um, that's true, Marianne. Did you know this before we? Uh, Dan's hair. Oh, he doesn't care. But Dan's hair was actually <laughs> used on yes. camera. He has talked about I've you at an impact him. at an impact event. Um, Dan, you have a lot of hair. Share it with it, the world. It was to I guess someone from Impact came up to him and was like, "Hey, um, can we have your hair?" That's not what happened, but I think it's basically <laughs> what happened. And it was for like a gimmick when I think Pentagon shaved Sammy's hair or something. I'm sure Dan will tell me in the chat right now. Do you remember but, remember when uh, Tim Don shaved uh, uh, Gavin Loudspeaker's head and then ate his hair? Yeah, that was gross. That man said he'd marry me. But <sighs> Dan, you're also famous for being in Angelico's Wikipedia picture. So that is true. Oh my god! <laughs> you just made the list. There we go. <laughs> so we end the show with the Kenny Omega Don Callis interview being conducted by Josh Matthews. Um, it is basically a very pompous Kenny Omega. The cleaner is back, basically saying he is a collector and that he wants to collect all of all of them belts. And I jokingly all said right belts. after I jokingly said right after that, it'd be really funny if he took a picture like Ultimo Dragon did with all the belts. And then Jaron sent me the next day. He photoshopped his face onto that picture and this i thought is what jaron does with his time no kenny omega put it on there like it was on kenny omega's page oh went, my that's, god i went that's funny so the omega interview basically was like oh wait 
you know, don't tell them anything. They'll see our big announcement tomorrow night on on Dynamite, and that's how we go off the air. I stopped um, paying attention, but I did yeah. notice that the belt, like the plate, the middle plate on the belt was bigger than Kenny's head. It's a big belt. It's huge. It's fucking huge. But I don't, I like, I know that's why everyone wanted to watch. And okay. I was just like, first of all, they're wearing sunglasses indoors at night. Both of them. Checking out real fast for me. Yeah. But it, it's, Don Callis was just like choking on his words. And I was just like, this is really awkward. Also, oh, I could kind of just guess what they were saying. So, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, spoiler, they basically they said, me the, once. They basically <laughs> said the same thing the next night. Uh, I knew which, they would. Which brings us to Dynamite. Um, what a segue. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. We opened the show with the Young Bucks taking on the Hybrid 2, which is the team of Jack Evans and... And Helico, you just made the list. And I did. I noticed this throughout the night, but apparently I wasn't paying attention to the seats. Um, it sounded like a YMCA pool at <laughs> in Dynamite. What kind of big ass YMCA are you at? Campbell had a pretty big one. The pool Ours is huge. small in the worst neighborhood in town. No, I and mean, it doesn't the, even. It doesn't even have a pool. The ch- there's one in. By downtown San Jose that had a huge pool too. I remember that one. To yeah. me, it, to me, it just sounded like a high school basketball game. It was so like a weird. High football game, like a homecoming game. And I didn't notice it until like later on that there were they Mike, they for sure piped in the crowd noise. But I didn't notice it until later on that there were no fans. So they had pre-taped this after last week's dynamite. Oh, they had pre-taped it, or all of the fans were behind the hard cam. No, 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 no. They, they, there were no fans there. Like I watched the back. There was nobody there. Then why so were they, there weird chants and shit? Was all of them Austin Gunn? Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they did have, you know, all the wrestlers around ringside, but they, yeah, you but know, they had the, people. The chants were pretty loud. Yeah. Because they were, pi- they were super piped in. That is for huh. sure. Yeah. Um, so I thought that this match was, uh, super, crazy and very fast very fast paced um it's jack evans yeah jack evans is an insane person certified one of my mom's favorite wrestlers on aew i love jack evans i don't know why it's probably because he reminds her of some guy i would have dated in high school it's probably jack evans yeah for sure well we have to check how tall jack evans is oh no then it wouldn't if i i dated shorter guys when i nobody that was short oh wait he's five eight shorter than me that's taller than me still. Yeah. I don't think I... No. Now I'm going down a road I don't want to go down. Okay. Um, some of them might be friends with me on Facebook. Um, but yeah, it took me till about a quarter of the way, maybe halfway through the match to realize that Angelico was not wearing a shirt. Oh. Bless him. You just made the list! Um, but this match was super fast-paced, and there was a lot of, like super insane bumps that jack evans was taking like like halfway like a whole ton just in the first half of the match yeah and i was like give them both more tv time they do such cool shit you just have to pair them with the right people i was hoping they were gonna win this match because it was a non-title match 
and they would have got you know we would have at least seen them on tv somewhere down the road for a title match yeah well we get on helico next week so oh that's true one-on-one with codes with the codester oh my god yeah we'll we'll get to him in a minute here um The acclaimed get involved on the outside. I thought when um, Angelico had the the uh, the death lock in, the death roll. I'm sorry. It was he had, cool. it, he had it in for. It's a great finish. It's a but great. It was a really submission. long time. He had it in forever, and it was just like, why didn't he tap? Like I I get it, but he had ju- just literally the move before that hurt his hurt his knee. Then he got dragon screwed and put into the death roll. And he was sitting in that thing forever. Because they and, weren't meant to win that match. Well, yeah. And the timing was a little bit off. But, like, yeah, Jack Evans is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, He's absolutely insane. BTE trigger ends it. Young Bucks win the match. The Acclaim tried to attack SCU. And SCU... Uh, or, I'm sorry. They tried to attack the Young Bucks. And SCU comes out and... The two says, dads came to the rescue. Yes, they're like, you will not attack our sons. Uh, well, it's Christopher Daniels and Frankie. Cause... Dadzarian. Dadzarian, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was way easier than I was trying to make it. <laughs> uh, MJF is backstage, and he has some things to say. He basically just says, I'm going to beat up that orange guy. But he was, like, talking to his finger like fucking Fozzie Bear in the Muppet Treasure Island movie, Mr. Yes. Bimbo. Yes. I was like, this is somebody needs help. Well, but, speaking yeah. of somebody that needs help, up next we had another uh, fucking banger of a black and white video from old Darbs. Uh, Darby Allen uh, is taking a Rorschach test. Uh, a Rorschach inkblot test, but it's ink not with the test. actual. There's only 10 images in the Rorschach like, inkblot yeah. test, only, and it's always been the same ones. And obviously they were meant to obviously literally look like something, but that's not how that test works. I literally just Um, watched a Ted talk video on this the other day, like one of those mini Ted talk lessons. Mm -hmm. It's not meant it's, it's not about what it reminds you of. So it's not supposed to be like, it's supposed to almost like look as diluted as an optical illusion almost. And it's not what you it's, it's about what you literally are seeing and how you approach, how you perceive it. Because huh. some people will look at a Rorschach inkblot and they'll they'll look at it horizontal they'll look at it and scan it with their eyes and identify it horizontally and some people do it vertically up down left right and there's different ways of doing it but it's not supposed to like obviously look like anything. Huh. So I it's just supposed that. to it's a test on how um how you approach how you perceive things different ways of thinking. So Interesting. they misunderstood that obviously. And this has so, been random lessons with Marianne. This was <laughs> such an unneeded video because basically everything could have been, hey, Darby Allen, it's it's me, Alex Marvez. Um, hey, uh, what do you think of Team Tez? What do you think of Sting? That could have been the whole thing. We could have saved so much time. So either Darby is a really bad live interview. Or all Darbs knows about Rorschach, he learned from Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, segment was, I, I was like, what was, why? This is fucking lame. And then he's like, what do you think of this? It's Sting. And he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, who oh, fuck? This is so stupid. I don't care. 
I don't give a shit. Like, fuck. When did, we, when did we stop caring about Darby Allen? Was it the second he went black and white? When no, he went because, Chaplin on us? No, because some of them were very cool, and then it was like, well, Darby sent us another VHS tape. Let's watch it this week. That's basically what every... I, I want one where they try and show it, but the VCR eats the tape so we don't have yeah. to watch it. <laughs> please, please let that happen. Oh, my God. That would be that would be great. Um, and, of course, you know, we're going we're gonna to do the Sting interview. So who should come out first but fucking Cody Rhodes because in all of his glory? He needs to wheedle his way into everything that gets people's attention. Like, this isn't about you, Cody. This... AEW Dynamite should just be called The Roads and Friends. That's what the show should be called. It shouldn't be called Dynamite. Going forward, that's what it should be called because that's all they fucking care about. Uh, and man, it's awful and I hate it. But Cody Rhodes comes out and he all of his you fireworks. Need to put a dance comment. When Darby Allen stands next to Sting, he's going to look like a small child who came in costume to meet Sting at the mall. Yeah, Sting's gonna fuck that dude shit up. It's gonna be great. I'm this segment. I loved this, um, but I did hate the Olympic tracksuit that Arn was wearing. And also oh, the Cody nightmare has, family thing. Yeah, Cody has like a, a Heaven's Gate thing that opens now. I was oh like, really? God, makes sense. The fireworks didn't weren't enough for you. Oh, you gotta watch that documentary, Marianne, the Heaven's Gate one. No, oh, I've seen it. The one that just came out, mm-hmm. the four parter on HBO. Mm-hmm. Because it's we just so got good. HBO at my house. Oh my god, it's yeah. so good. Because anyway. my mom wanted to watch a bunch of shit that she couldn't see anywhere else. So it's it's uh, it's not TV. It's HBO. Calvin, what's the title of the episode? Just drop it in chat so I can so I can just do that later. It's gonna be a long ass paragraph. But Sting, Sting shows up. Arn Sting? is like, I'm. Yeah. Out, Sting's um, like before I punch you in the face, I'm gonna leave so I don't punch you in the face like old times. Um, yeah. and then Cody get in there, and Tony's like, "Well, I, I'm gonna leave too." And Sting was like, "No, Tony!" And it was just a giant happy love fest of how much we love Tony, and it was touching. I love that. That was a it fun was, little moment. It was so cute and oh, so uh, nostalgic. Yeah. And every week, people are just like, can we just, Tony, our our little Starbucks man. Oh, the Roads and Friends. Yeah, that's what, AE, AEW's The Roads and Friends. That's what the show will be called. But yeah, I, I love Stink coming out and being like, Tony, it's been like 25 years, man. You got to you gotta at least do and one thing so for me. And he was so happy and jolly. Yeah. And I was like, Sting looks so cool. Did I tell you a story when my friend saw Sting at the um, the Fairmont Hotel in San Jose during that WrestleMania weekend? No, he cut. Okay, so he I used to work as a like a bike courier, um, mm. and so he was delivering something, and he had you could cut through the Fairmont Hotel to get to the other side yeah. quicker. And he cut through, and he saw somebody in the lobby, and there was a bunch of people crowded around them, and he knew that there was like what was going on and stuff, but he didn't know who it was. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I was a real tall guy." And he's like, "And I walked through." And he's like, and then I go to bed later that night and he's like, I'm literally just about to fall asleep and I shoot up and get and go, holy fuck, it was Sting. And he realized who it was way later and he was like, oh, and God. I didn't do anything and he was so mad about it. Oh. 
he's in like his little with his little bike and stuff and he didn't even realize it was sting until like right before he's about to fall asleep but yeah sting is not here for cody guys sting comes out and he goes hey cody i'm not here for you i want to talk about i want to talk about this (laughs) dork in the in the rafters and then he kind of goes off on a little tangent and then um Cody wants Cody says Stephanie uses apropos again, which is like his favorite word ever. Yeah. He loves and using that. Basically, um Sting says, fuck you, Cody. I do what I want when I want. Okay, bye. And then and the way he was talking to him, like great. right as it ended, I was like, Oh, that's like my dad would have never done this. But it, the way he was talking to him was like a dad talking to the guy that his daughter is about to go on a first date with. It wasn't like condescending. Right. It was like condescendingly threatening. Like I don't know. It was very, it was very dad with his daughter's first boyfriend. All right. I could see. Good that. way of approaching it. Way to go, Sting. Yeah. <laughs> he is man. Speaking of that not means- good ways to approach things, Taz. How dare you? We go to T Taz, the greatest team ever created. They build With assassins. With his son that looks like a punk bully from a Disney Channel movie. Uh, his kid looks like the guy who plays Spider Man right now. That's who he looks like. Tom Holland. Yes. Yes, no. he does. He looks yes, like he okay. If you mixed him with uh, <laughs> if you mixed him with Marco Stunt. Fine, fair. I'll take it. <laughs> so Team Taz joined by Hook. Uh, basically, Taz is like. Taz is just big mood all the t- all the time. He's just like, "Hey, who gives a fuck about those bums?" That's pretty much him. And let's every- go have a hoagie. Let's go. Let's go have a hoagie. Yes. <laughs> um, basically, you know, just a little Team Taz segment, and that's fine with me. Taz on my television all the time. Uh, up next, we had the Varsity Blondes, which is the tag team of. Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Uh, they had matching tights, which is great. We'll get into the match Jimmy's a little bit. Match your tights so we know it's real. Uh, and they took on the former AEW tag team champions, FTR, uh, Cash Wheeler. You just made and the list. Dax Harwood. Yay, uh, Cash Wheeler. <laughs> this match was major hot dad vibes. Completely different. Than the tag match we saw to open the show. The pacing was, I think that's one of the first times I've been like, oh, okay, I can see how different the styles are. It was like very crazy how different it was. Um, I thought Garrison and Pillman as a team, I mean, granted, they're a newer tag team and I appreciate their matching tights. Um, I thought they looked okay for you. So what were you doing when you were 22 years old? Um, I was going to West Valley Community College. You were also going to West Valley Community College when I was 22 years old, I think. No, I didn't go there. I just went to do plays. I never (laughs) attended a class. Because Griff Garrison's only 22 years old. And I was like, what the fuck was I doing? Oh, yeah, I was like lazying my way through classes and just eating a giant breakfast burrito every day at West Valley. (laughs) I will say. Burritos were dope as fuck. uh, I miss. I used to go there. Man, oh, I'm bummed we never went there when I went and did plays like maybe because the cafeteria was closed but anyway they had the greatest croissant sandwiches 
Oh my god. Those those breakfast burritos were like fucking huge and really cheap. And if you were like extra nice to the guy, he would give you like twice as much in it. So I'm, it was man. like Ugh, I love that cafeteria. The drive yeah. to that school was not fun. Well, for, for you. No, it was like 45 minute was... drive. Uh, <laughs> no fun. But anyways, college cast. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a lot to say about the match. I thought it was fine. Brian, uh, Dax... Brian Pillman Jr.'s mullet was fucking aggressive. Yes, it was. It was so um, aggressive. <laughs> Dax had a pretty good brain buster. I will say they were, FTR was beating the shit out of Brian Pillman Jr. Holy hell. I just think that they don't like legacy wrestlers. I mean, which is weird because they they hang out with a legend and all yeah. they do is old school moves. Strange. Yeah. They 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 brought they brought back the no flips just fist thing and I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Where's Drew Gulak when you need him? Uh up next we had Alex Marvez with Adam Hey, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, if Cowboys week- had Hawaiian shirts. The, this is great. it would look like that <laughs> i love i love adam page uh amazing and he goes hey so you have a six-man tag next week but you don't have any partners what's, what's up with that and i went please let it be reynolds and silver and naturally they pop up from behind the bar wearing cowboy hats and- Alan reynolds cowboy hat was too small for his head and it Love was it. precious. And I will stand by it that he looks like Roderick Strong if Roderick Strong was George of the Jungle. Um, and talented. And talented, yeah. <laughs> he looks like that. <laughs> but um, that was so fucking funny. And you were, you, I, loved oh, it. I, was I so knew you happy. would be excited. Like, oh. the Beaver Boys and Hangman Adam Page are going to be a trio next week. I'm down for it. He's like, I ain't joining you, stupid ass cult. <laughs> no no and they were like we don't even care we don't even care man and i was like dude yeah. is the dark order just taking another trip to just being ridiculous well i mean brody's hurt right now so that's why he hasn't been on tv in like weeks yeah so... and and uno can't handle his shit not really no um, <laughs> up next we had 10 versus dustin Rhodes, and whatever it's fine i don't really uh, have john notes. silver comes out and he's like fucking hyped as fuck He's not even wrestling. He's always hyped. Like, he's like the he's like a miniature bearded version of Mojo Rally. Yeah, was that Bailey's boyfriend? That was Bailey's. That's her fiance. Yeah, this made no sense. He grabbed ten, and then ten like booted him in the the face. face, But I was like, this is what you get for crying to get TV time that you didn't deserve. Yeah, and it's just like, why are we? Why are we doing? Like, who cares? Like, this is seemingly a blow-off match uh dustin ends up winning evil uno comes out uh and addresses dustin and says i want you to take your rightful place oh he calls him the third most important roads which is uh sadly correct yes then when Um, he said that cole cabana's face was like it was so funny yeah I yeah. always make sure when Cole Cabana's like, I always like to watch Cole Cabana's face if he's like in the background of things because he had such a comedic facial expressions. So he knows it was very doing. good. And but then he asked him, he was like, you're the third most important roads. Uh, fulfill your destiny and join us as number seven. So there is a story behind that, Marianne. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
when Dustin Rhodes got released from WWF back in the day, he went to WCW under a new, like it was supposed to be like a new gold dust type gimmick where he wore all black and his face was like ghost white and he wore like an undertaker hat and his name was seven. So that was the throwback to that. And the seven gimmick, I don't even think lasted a segment in WCW. Um, it was very weird. Um, but yeah, that's stuff what, that gold dust did was weird though. So that's what that is in reference to. And that was very, very funny. Um, and then up next, we had Tony Schiavone, uh, you know, just holding the biggest cup of water that you've ever seen in your entire life. He had to. Doing Shaquille O'Neal. And of because course, he didn't want Brand- to look comically small next to Shaquille O'Neal. It's true. And then, <laughs> yes, he instantly just started shooting about how he used to be gold dust. It was the most, it was the weirdest thing ever. I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you, Marianne. It's, it's so strange, but Tony Schiavone, giant cup of water interviewing Shaquille O'Neal and Brandy's there for some fucking reason. Uh, that was so stupid. And she had her arm in like a, a sling and I was like, yeah. oh my God, get the fuck out of here. You sold that. Like you got a paper cut that inconvenienced you. Oh yeah. Your arms broken. Please act like that was supposed to be what was going to happen the into dude this that was so stupid and i couldn't even understand anything shaquille o'neal was saying and i turned my volume all the fucking up, like all the way up and i um, was like mumbles o'neal over here what the fuck basically he, he was, was like toms he was wearing toms basically he's like oh i love aw it's great check out my toms here are my toms i they think um to the poor people in africa yeah i think um brandy and jade should like i don't know hang out and high five or something and then why was brandy dressed like the first lady of the united states because that's what she wants to be um and then Shaq says some offhanded comment and she goes i fucking hate you and throws the giant cup of water in Shaq's face and Shaq looks dead into the camera and then the uh, um, the Curb Your Enthusiasm music plays <laughs> as we go into commercial. That's the show my mom's been binging lately, by the way. It's it's so good. Great show. <laughs> After that, we had the Inner Circle. Inner Circle comes out. Basically, this is, are we going to have the Inner Circle or not anymore? Chris Jericho starts to talk, but MJF cuts him off and says, I just want to be friends with everyone. I didn't do throw the towel in and i love jericho says we all watch dynamite (laughs) i love that because you never see that shit happen in wwe it's always like when it happens nobody ever finds out that you're a fucking liar right so Uh, i thought that was very funny and he goes chris what it was is i had i was sweating a lot it was very funny thyroid issue um ortiz being super yeah he was being very sly basically just saying you're better than him and you know it shake his hand taking jabs at mjf the entire time he was being so like secretly wise yeah like it was weird i was like oh my god he's not like remember when he was so excited and we thought sammy was mormon (laughs) like and now this yeah you're mormon i was wanted a mormon friend (laughs) and everyone's friends but wardlow and big jake 
just want everyone to stop staring at each other. They just, uh, and then they, they masculinity was fragile. They, they decide not to stare at each other and then they just side eye each other, which was, I thought very funny. I was just weirded out that Wardlow talked. Yes. That was so strange. But then they were like, like side eyeing each other, almost like they had a crush on each other. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. But also good television. Absolutely. Uh, we had FTR with Alex Marvez. Hey, FTR, are you sad about losing titles? I don't know. But basically, it was Cash took the blame, and Tully was like, no, we're a team. I wasn't there. Don't worry about it. We'll get the belts back. That was basically the whole thing. And they just made some some references to cars, and I went, snore. Um <laughs> We had our six-man tag up next, which was Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade taking on Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., and Lance Archer. Um, I found Pac apparently wanted to spend holiday back home. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, during the during the course of this match, Pentagon Jr. got hurt, legit hurt. That's why he was gone for half of the match. Uh, something with his leg. I'm not sure the severity of that injury, but uh, it basically became a handicap match. Yeah, Which, so that's probably why it ended so early. Yeah, it, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, but, you know, we got Hot Tag Ray Phoenix. We got um, uh, Andy's out-of-control fucking broom mustache. Yes. Oh, my God. It is, like, all up in my face. It's, but it's uh, I, what the fuck was Jake the Snake wearing? Whatever he wants. Did you see that fucking atrocity of a goddamn outfit. Oh wow. Okay. How how are how did you not ask me this? It, I saw it. Out, it was so fucking awful. Just Jake the snake. Just he snake had ball. like weird like like shin guard pattern like where his shins are, but uh-huh. it was the same color as his top. And I'm like, who designed this? It's like he's wearing a quilt of snake skin, and I don't like it. It was. Wow. All right then. And it wasn't even like good snakeskin. It was like it was like the type of fabric that a drag queen wouldn't even touch. Oh my god! I don't have my shade button with me. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that would match it happened again. Phoenix took um, that weird tope and he landed oh, like the, rotated the up. Yeah. Didn't you like it? it it was like he did it and he decided midway through, okay, I'm going to rotate, but he waited too yeah. long. And it was awkward what, to watch. What else? Do we, uh, there was a forgettable backstage segment with all the women punching being, each other for no reason. Women. Uh, and then we like had our we one. This. We had our one single women's match of the show. There you go. Ring the bell. That. That'll be the bell I ring whenever we get to the one squashy, squishy women's match. Uh, this is between Abaddon and Tesha Price. Uh, like I said, squash match. Uh, Abaddon legitimately makes me uneasy. Have you seen what she looks like without the makeup? I think I have. Um, I might have. I'm not sure. But in the makeup and like the just of blood it's gross it's fucking awful it's so gross i have to hand it to her though sometimes it's really hard for women to deliberately make themselves look gross 
like, like you always want to have some kind of aspect about yourself that's still like attractive rosemary in some way. rosemary does that <laughs> rosemary was dressed like old greg last week um <laughs> but rosemary doesn't do it to the extent that abaddon does right that's what i'm saying she still has that element yeah, and Abaddon is just like, fuck it, I will be a scary-ass fucking alien witch Wilson. from Dathomir. Like, don't even... It's... Ugh. And I, I I, really have to give her props for that, because... Like, oh, absolutely. What she actually looks like, I'm like, wow, like, the... That is some sacrifice to make, and I'm not. I'm not saying that all women should care, like, all the time, but I think, like, it's kind of inherently in all of us that we don't want to look like super unattractive, like on a regular basis and right. have that ol have that only be what people see. So nobody knows like that's, I think that's really commendable. So, but yeah, she's fucking scary, but also, yeah. uh, she killed that girl. She killed her. Her car came up for the save and wearing her own merch, wearing her own merch. I disappeared. I there we are. I'm back. Um, wearing her own merch and then cracking Abaddon over the head with the kendo stick. I was like, holy shit. Right on right the fucking, the fucking And then uh, Abaddon became Kane because we don't talk about the Undertaker. Uh, uh, I cannot wait for the Hawaiian vacation, Abaddon. I am 100% down. It's my favorite that. Kane. <laughs> Is that your favorite Kane, too? Hawaiian Hawaiian vacation king, yes. <laughs> um, you ever had a dad cane account? I just went randomly. Now that you mention it, I went and found it uh, two days ago and was just looking through all the tweets. They're funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Kenny Omega, Don Callis arrive in the chopper. The chopper. They're here in the chopper, and. Kenny Omega up in the sweeping lady gimmick. There's now four of them. They all Another have Another choice was bad. They're all um, now brooms. They are dancing. I Kenny Omega has the title. I don't think. Now tell me if this is because um, just to me, if all AEW fans are not going to be as aware of the cleaner gimmick, right? So I think right. that doesn't really warrant the sweeping ladies yet because people are like, why are they out here? Who are they? What are they doing? Like, no, but it's not been explained. I knew, he, but every he, time I yeah, look at I mean, it, I'm like, this isn't even, it It doesn't make sense. He barely calls himself the cleaner. I think he said it, it like maybe two or sense. three times. So it's kind and of, and I will like, continue to say that made outfit, Kenny Omega cleaners is a way better way of doing it. Amazing. So, and yes. And princess jet. Do you remember princess Jasmine? Uh, I'll see if I can find that one. Yeah, they all would dress up during the Halloween shows when they did like big eight man tags, and I'm pretty sure he dressed up as he would as, as he Princess Jasmine. Fucking would he would? But they come out and they're both wearing sunglasses again at night. Yes, um, I mean they they basically said the same thing they said before. Yeah, but Tony is so disappointed. Shame on you, Don and Kenny, for making Tony so disappointed for shame. How dare you? It's Tony. I do agree with Dan. AEW is entirely built for people who already religiously follow all of the wrestling promotions. It makes Fair sense. 
one of my best friends gave up watching because he never knew who anyone was and they kept expecting him to know. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, I guess. Because there's so many people that they're coming in with their full like indie personalities and their backstory is way too long. Yeah. To like go through and recap for people. Excalibur I mean, tries. He tries. He but. tries. He does a fantastic job. I mean, yeah. men of low moral fiber reference. Love it. Great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I that's see, that's what I was wondering is because I knew, but other people probably wouldn't recognize what that's even from. But I mean, my mom knows and she watches it with me sometimes, but she only knows right. because that's all I fucking talk about. So, oh, it's not Fair down enough. here. I was going to bring up a, like, I have a framed signed poster of Chuck Taylor and it used to be down here and I was just going to bring it up, but it's not there anymore. You My guys God. are lucky. Oh, wait. Oh, found it. There it is. <laughs> it's not signed. It's just. Just us. a picture. Yeah. All right. Main event time. MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the dynamite diamond ring. Um, I Can I just in- say. Yeah, go ahead. My favorite part of this was just Bryce holding a tiny pillow. <laughs> yes. Tiny Very Bryce good. with a tiny pillow. And it was cute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And they come out, basically, MJF came out first, correct? Yes. So he comes out first, and uh, the inner circle, obviously, is going to be at ringside. And then Orange Cassidy yes. comes out, and fucking Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Does he know this theme is you trash? You just made the list. Did you tell it. him this theme is trash? Because he was air guitar playing to this trash theme. He was hyped. He'd been playing Call of Duty Cold War all night. He was ready probably, to go. Probably, but also at the same time, his taste in music is really good. And I say that because he and I have the same taste in music. Wow. We exchange music stuff all the time. And so it's, I was like, what is happening here? It was just embarrassing to watch, but still he's adorable. So. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this match overall. I did like MJF working over orange Cassidy's hand for numerous reasons. So he couldn't use, um, you know, put his hand in his pocket. That steel thing was super fucked up. (laughs) It was innovative. Very clever, but very difficult it. to watch. I hate it. Um, and I think that was with the dominant hand, too. Yeah, so it was with the orange punch uh, hand. Um, and I love that he put his hand in his pocket, and then I he, did he, he slammed him onto the, the apron, right? Oh, he powerbombed yes. him. He put it he into his back onto pocket. He powerbombed onto the apron, and it was like at a really awkward angle where it hit him yes. in kind of like his mid to lower back. Great stuff. It was um, gross. Yeah, I mean, match overall, very good. It ends with everyone just beating up everybody, and Miro comes in for the interference uh, to you help to MJF win. The best friends got friends. The best friends did get friends. That's true. They went to the back and found more friends. Not and it best was very friends. cute. My, they, <laughs> the best friends and their mild acquaintances. Basically. But like anybody could say no to an adorable Chucky sad face. There you go. Please help us. Um, sad angel face. But obviously I knew Brandon Cutler was going to be one of them because he's their nerd friend. Yes. So, nerd. And he was dressed as a fucking nerd and he wasn't even wrestling. <laughs> like, come on yeah. now. Yeah. But still, yeah, Miro comes out in, I think, th- that sweater. <laughs> 
What a man. Everything. It gave that entire ending segment a vibe that I fell in love with. Like it was great. And then just beat the shit out of a bunch of security guards and threw one off the stage. I don't think that guy landed properly at all. It didn't look like there was any way he could. He's for sure dead. So we basically end with Miro standing tall. And we do get, um, I think MJF goes, I beat him clean in the middle. middle." I I really did like how Orange Cassidy twisted that, though. When he had the bat. And then when he, like, like handed it back and then just fell down immediately. And I was like, that was a cute possum attack. I don't think I've seen that very often. It should be done more. So, So you know what I'm mad about right now? What are you mad about right now? Uh, Kevin said he was going to come to the screen, the stream, and he didn't show up. He's going to watch us later, and I'm like fucking calling him out, Kevin Francisco. My God, my God, how dare he? Friend of the show who has been on this show. Who's been on the fucking show? And Jaren's choosing to play cyberpunk instead of this. I mean, it's a it's a game. Also, I don't think Jaren doesn't have Facebook. Wow. But you know what? Good for him. Anyway, Imagine. next week on Dynamite, we're going to have Private Party and Matt Hardy versus Adam Page and the party party. out. Alex Reynolds and John Silver. We have Angelico. You just made the list. On Cody Rhodes, the acclaimed versus SCU. And I think there's some other stuff, but I can't really remember it right it's now. It's like Ivelisse and Diamante against uh, Serena Deeb. Oh. And, and big swall. Yes. That sounds about right. Sounds about right. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. That's it for us. We did it. I keep looking yeah. at this watermelon Red Bull and wanting to drink it and then realizing it's just, that it's empty. And then are also you out? realizing that would be a terrible idea. Are you out? No, there's, no, there's two more on the shelf right under my desk. Right. That they're not within my eyesight. So I, I'm not tempted to drink them, but they're like the full size ones. And yeah. I would like, drink this at like nine in the morning, and then later that night I'm like lying awake, which is super weird because I've drank them later than that. Never had that problem. Whoa. All right. Oh, no, oh, here we go. Sign up time. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow J- John. I don't know how yeah, it looks true. that way. I, I, I know, can't do this, bro. <laughs> you can follow John at... JP Thrice. Oh, yeah. Ah! I, I did the right hand the first time. People it's listening hard. are like, what is going on? Um, yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. I personally find Spotify. Spotify. The easiest. I don't know what's happening to me right now. I'm having a stroke. Uh, just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Please <laughs> rate review us as well. Um... Get merch, shop Etsy. Um, if you don't yeah. want to support us, yeah, uh, head on, head on, you know, you can go to NOTLGSpreadshirt.com, buy a tornado to shirt or other various merchandise. Patreon.com slash NOTLG, either one of those who donate monetarily to us. But uh, main statement remains the same support, you know, your local shops support your local food places do anything you can to help because they need it or than most of us do so yeah there you go all right so there's only one thing left to do so marianne if you will ring the bell this has been a night of the living geeks production for more information and content visit notlg.com